Okay, so welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. Today, uh, I'm going to tell a story that happened yesterday. And my husband, Shinarda, and I were walking in the forest that we really like near our house. And we came upon a tree care worker. And he was taking photos of the trees. And we asked him about his job. And he was telling us about how the National Park hires the tree care workers to take down the trees that are potential falling hazards in the path to protect the people who are walking there. And we were commenting on how it's such a nice job. It was a really beautiful day yesterday. And he was just out in the forest taking pictures of the trees that they had brought down. He was an older guy and he said something really surprising to me. And he said, it is a really nice job, but when you're late in life, when your career is coming to a close, you look around the forest and you think, did it really make a difference? Because all the trees that he's strategically taken down over all these decades, and the forest is still so full of trees. It just really struck me that, uh, for him personally, that that would be how he would feel at the end of his career, but also just such a wise, interesting thing to say. Uh, my first thought was, does anything we do make a difference? And actually, I thought of you, Dad, because I thought of how your work as a minister. I mean, how many late night runs have you made to someone's house? How many hospital visits? How many uh, accompanying to court for divorce visits? Or how many weddings, funerals, baptisms? How many people have you helped in your career as a minister? But when you retire, did it really make a difference in the world. I mean, the world is kind of just as messed up as it was 40 years ago. And did all that effort actually make a difference? Who are we kind of working against? You know, he's taking down these trees to protect the people who are walking there. But God is growing more trees. So he's kind of in this battle against Mother Nature. And you as a minister, you're helping all these people with the difficulties of their lives and the ups and downs but who is causing those ups and downs you know who is causing the trees are we just is this just a bunch of busy work you know what is it that we're doing and does it actually make a difference and then my kind of last <laughs> thought as i was walking there was jesus or any spiritual leader that you can think of when they left when they died did the world actually look any better than when they first came? You know, Jesus, who we say is God himself, came and lived here and taught here and preached here and loved here. But isn't the world kind of just as messy as it was 2,000 years ago? And if this man who daily and hourly is taking down trees doesn't really see a difference in the forest at the end. And you, who I feel is such a dedicated person in your ministry, at the end of your career, people are still struggling with sickness and pain and frustration and confusion. And Jesus, who is God himself, 2,000 years later, the world is still not heaven on earth. What, what's the point? Does it matter? Should we try? So yeah, I don't know if that was a tree carer's intention when he said that, but it really struck me and it stayed with me through the rest of our walk and I thought it would be interesting to discuss. So I'm curious to hear your perspective. All right. 
So can I, sorry, can I just say more? I didn't mean for that to sound like your job doesn't matter or your life doesn't matter. I was because <laughs> that's my point was that's the question I was going to ask. So did that leave you inquisitive? Did that leave you totally depressed? Um, <laughs> my point was that. I guess he, him and his vocation, you and your vocation, and Jesus in his quote-unquote <laughs> vocation, all seem very dedicated men, like very dedicated to their craft. And did that actually have an effect? And what so, difference someone, does it make? Someone like me, who is maybe less focused and dedicated, well, is there any point in me even trying? So my point was to more lift you up. Oh, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like, I feel like we're back in Ecclesiastes now with, with, you know, you work hard and then you die, you know, um, you know, all is, all is foils and loss, you know, but, um, when you look at Jesus, who in his first sermon, we have recorded that he preached to over 5,000 men plus women and children. And when he left that mount um, of preaching, he ended up with 12 followers. (laughs) That's not a great return. (laughs) And after three years of ministry... He ended up with maybe 120 followers, maybe. You know, that's not a a great church. You know, so did his life matter? I think of Martin Luther King, who had a dream. It doesn't seem like that dream is any closer. You know, I mean, some things seem better. And some things seem worse. Yeah. So, yeah, this tree guy and you have just totally depressed all of us. <laughs> <laughs> what difference does it make? Which is a really great question for us to ask. What difference do I make? Yeah. What's the point? Um, but hopefully that ends up with a positive answer or else we better take this one off the air. The first glimmer of hope I can think of is maybe we're looking for the wrong result. Good. What do you mean? Maybe we're measuring in the wrong way, right? I mean, I'm I'm always looking to kind of turn away from material life and towards spiritual life. That's always kind of my hope, right? And so I guess maybe we're when we wonder if we actually made a difference, we're wondering if we made a difference in this physical material existence. Was our name known? Does someone remember us? Did we change someone's life? This man with the trees, like, yeah, he did this every day for his whole life. But, like, in the end, Mother Nature is winning. Like, one man against the whole forest, right? Right. would never win. Right, right. But maybe that's not the fight he's supposed to win. Yeah, and I guess I go in two different directions with him. Is that you can examine the forest and anticipate which trees should be taken down either because they look like they have dead branches that are going to fall or they're so close to a pathway 
that even if for some reason they came down, they could cause problems. But you're probably going to miss the tree that you didn't know their roots were bad. And when a big wind comes, this big healthy tree comes down. So with all the work that you could do, you're probably going to miss the one tree that they call the widow maker. The other thing for that poor guy is that if he does his job well, you never know what a difference he made. Because none of the trees that he cut down killed anybody. You know, so you have no idea what would have happened had he not done his job. He did his job and kept people safe. Yeah, I guess the thing that that the reason why this doesn't feel super depressing to me is that I guess it feels like really good news to me that maybe we can't be successful here. Maybe that it doesn't work here. Maybe God you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it works to me. <laughs> it's like when you're trying really hard at something, like say you're putting an like, IKEA table together and you just can't get it right and it's so frustrating and it takes you hours and it's just not working. Yeah. And then someone comes and shows you like, Oh, you you missed this part. It fell out of the box. It's over here. Yeah. On one hand, that's like so annoying because you just spend hours right. trying to put this table together. But on the other hand, there's like this huge relief. Right? And I guess to me, life feels a little bit like that, especially for me, just out of college, I was really struggling to figure out, like, how do I make this work? Like, how do I become an adult in the world and make this work and find joy? And I was, I really could not figure out how that was going to be possible. And then when I kind of learned more about spiritual life and started practicing more seriously, it was like such a relief because it meant all that other stuff. It doesn't work. That's the whole point. Yeah. There's something greater that works. So for me, I think the fact that it's so hard and it's an uphill battle and maybe no result actually occurs, that's actually kind of good news because I was really struggling to create a result. Yeah. Yep. And uh, um, I think that's the hard part of one of the hard parts of being spiritual in a physical world is that it's easy to draw a conclusion that the physical world doesn't matter. And yet, when I hear the story of creation, I believe we get out of those stories a sense of God. Well, every time God created something, God didn't say, and God created the flowers and the trees, and and it didn't matter. (laughs) God said it was good. It's good. This is good. You know, so there's something good about being here. And yet you can't help but think maybe the man was talking about more than just cutting down trees. Maybe he was at the point where he said, does my life matter? You know, not did did me cutting down trees make a difference? That's what's right in front of his eyes. But is he saying, did my life matter? the way that our world measures results like this man like obviously like his career is right measured by like the number of trees that he cuts down right. you know what i mean like right. there's tangible results and yeah i think that that's what i struggled with creating yeah and was so relieved yeah. to hear that there might be an alternative that my life might matter yeah. based on 
intangible results. And this is where the belief of our folks who are listening matters a ton. Because if you think that this life is all there is, and you want to make a difference, you better be doing something or not doing stuff, (laughs) you know, to make a difference in this world. Whether you find satisfaction in letters after your name or money in the bank, or just that idea that I've done the right thing, you know, that's a, that. That's a personal thing, but you need to make a difference in this world. Yeah. It's like, you know, do I have 30 minutes to clean my house or do I have 30 days? You know, that makes a difference on how I go about things. Totally. But in either case, I guess when it comes to meaning, I think ultimately there's that lesson about just being in the moment, you know, just make this moment the best moment it can be, you know, and let everything else take care of itself or leave this place a little better than you found it. The old hiking and camping thing. It's a good thing, right? It, you're right. And I agree with you. And I always think that when we pack up our tent, me and Jim Artis, <laughs> I always think, right? even a little better than how you found it. That's what my dad taught me. And I agree with you. The only thing is, makes me think a little bit of the screw tape letters, which if anyone hasn't read it by C.S. Lewis, dad and I both strongly recommend it. And yep. one of the points of that book is that you want to just keep humans kind of staying busy in the moment, not asking the bigger, more important questions. Because if they start to ask the bigger, more important questions, they are going to start to turn towards God. Everything is fine. I'll do my best in the world. It's a little bit like you're not asking the big question. Really? I'll just do the good deed. I'll just think about this moment. I'll just keep my home clean. I'll just pack my kids' lunch. But you're also not thinking about the big questions. You're distracted in a nice way in a kind of goodness, wholesome way. But aren't you also just kind of distracted? I don't know. I guess, I guess when I think about living in the moment, I have also included that I've been in touch with a vision of what is best, what is good for me, for the people around me, for creation, and that being in the moment is living according to that. Um, I hate to once again bring in the Patriots, but um, (laughs) obviously for any football team, a perfect season means you're 19 and 0. You've won 19 games and you've lost none. Um, And to do that, you have to focus on each game. You can't be looking ahead at wanting to be 19-0 and 0 when you're 7-0 and because then you're going to overlook the eighth team and they're going to beat you. You also can't, in the midst of the, the opening kickoff, think we're going to win this game. You've got to be thinking about the kickoff. So the Patriots' big call, their rallying cry, is simply do your job. And that means do your job in this moment. That means do your job in this play, in this game, in this season. 
just do your job. That obviously is filled with a whole lot of other visions, teamwork, and instruction and practice on how to do your job. But in the moment, you do your job. Well, then I guess it just depends on what your job, what you consider your job, then, right? Right. It, yeah, I feel like if you have said to someone, "Dad comes home from another long day at work and he's so exhausted, and he kind of puts his kids to bed," but at the end of the day, he's just like, "Blah," and like another like exhausting day of this like grind. And what is the point of all this? And we say to him, "Just take it moment by moment. Just do your job." I feel like we're we're pacifying him. We're putting blinders on him. Okay. We're saying you're right. You're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. Just do your job. But I don't think that's true. But what's his job? Well, if we think that our job is to create the kingdom of heaven, not create, I guess God created, but like live as if the kingdom of heaven is on earth and be like servants of God, that's a different job. Right. So if we say to him like, you are a servant of God and it's your job to live as if heaven is on earth. Just do your job. That's a totally different story. Just shine your light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can say it in a million ways. Shine your light. Just share grace in every moment. Find a way to let God live. Bring God to life in every moment. Be your ultimate self, you know. But that also takes, like, a lot of... It also takes a lot of what? Work. Absolutely. Yeah. Life is hard. It is work. But it can be blessed work. Well, I guess what I mean by it's a lot of work is it takes a major shift in focus. It takes a major shift in priorities. It takes a major shift in how you spend your time, how you arrange your day, how what you do with your spare time. If, I mean, I'm preaching myself, like I don't do it. I don't do this either. You know, we always say there's only one thing to do. Like the job is like, always remember God and never forget it. Right. That's the job. Okay. Right? But that's like a really hard job. For me, maybe it comes naturally to you, but I forget God all the time. So like in order to remember God all the time, I need to start my day with my meditations and my devotion. I need to be talking with people about God. I need to be avoiding a lot of things, time wasters and things that make me feel down or things that are not beneficial to my life. I can't. You can't yeah. just coast through yeah. it. Or at least I can. Yeah, some people do that better than you and I, but, but Jesus, Jesus shared that. Oh, well, Jesus didn't share that. God shared that in Deuteronomy. Um, when he, when he shared the, the, the way to live with his people, God then said, you know, and teach this to your children, make it part of every day. And if you have to wear bands around your wrist and put scripture on a headband and put it right on your mind make a phylactery you know write it on your doorposts god said to the people because you're right it's it's something we forget yeah Rem remembering it is hard yeah it's not hard remembering right. it is hard it's right. not really hard work no it's just the nature of our minds that right. it's that it's that that's why it's hard work. It's like eating healthy isn't actually hard work, but it's the mind that makes it hard. But you can take one thing and just choose to live by it. One good thing. Like, 
I am going to share grace with one person today. I'm going to share grace with one person today. If I had said that in my mother's womb, and I had done that every day, I will have made a difference in more than 20,000 people in my 62 years. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I hear you, but I guess I said, is that enough? No. Enough for what? (laughs) What? I guess I do. You say like do one thing each day. That sounds like a hobby to me. Well, great. Do a hundred a day (laughs) if you need to burden yourself. You know, but (laughs) maybe after maybe after ten years, I would have said, "Oh, this is way too easy. It's like a hobby. I'm going to share grace with five people this day." I mean, it's not easy, and you're right. I guess it just, to me, it feels like, that's why like I really love Paul in the letters, like Paul writes. It's like, where is the sense of urgency, right? right? But And I guess that's what I felt from that man with the trees. Like, right. now he's at the end of his life, and he's kind of thinking like, oh, shoot. When I look back on this, did it actually yep. matter? I understand. But you just have no idea. You have no idea. That's... When I, when I worked at Camp Canonicus, right. I knew that if I could plant a seed, yeah. one of those people, one of those kids might grow up to be a greater minister than I could ever be. You're talking to her. <laughs> there you go. I don't think I ever had you at Canonicus. But that's, but that's part of it. You know, yeah. I, I am so glad that when I hang around my three kids, I think as they continue to grow, this world's in better hands than it was in mine. Yeah. That's the best I can do. Yeah. I love the story about the kid on the that walked the seashore after a big storm. And there were literally thousands of starfish that were washed ashore. And he was picking them up and throwing them back into the water. And a man came up to him and laughed at him and said, you're such a silly little kid. You can't possibly save all these starfish. It doesn't make a difference what you're doing. And the kid picked up one more starfish and threw it back and looked at the man and said, made a difference for that one. And I love that story. Of course you do. Because <laughs> it made a difference for that one. It, you're right. It's true. It did. And what difference does it make? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. But whether you believe that this world is just what we see and feel and hear, and that's it. When you die, you die. It made a difference for that one because that one gets to live. And if you believe that there's something to come afterwards or something that's come before and will come afterwards then it made a difference for that one and it made a difference for me because I'm following the principles that I've learned and that I will continue to learn as I grow. It makes a difference. I Does it change this world? That's a different question. Right. I feel like we're going to get so many hate messages on this podcast against me. No, no. <laughs> because but but does that make a difference that's what the tree guy is asking yeah 
I think I have made a difference in people's lives. I think more importantly, God has made a difference through me in other people's lives. Does that make a difference in this world? I have no idea because the story's not finished yet. I hope at the very least I've left it better than I found it. Does that change the world? Not in and of itself. Will it change the world if everyone does that? Absolutely. Will everyone ever do that? No, I don't think so. (laughs) But my job is simply to do my job, which is to share love and grace and peace and strength and hope. Like the boy with the starfish, I think I've made a difference for that one. For this one, Dad. Amy. Well, I hope. And who knows what you're going to (laughs) do? Not not that much. Who knows? <laughs> or who knows what you're going to, what somebody that you talk with is going to do. I ultimately know that what I do makes a difference for me. If I do the things that are the best part of me, my life is better. If I do the things that are not good for me, my life is worse. So why do I need to look farther than that? Yeah. So, yeah, this week, send hate mail to Amy. <laughs> Wouldn't um, be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. This week, uh, send us some answers, because why should you work so hard at trying to make a difference when there's no proof that it makes a difference in this world? Tell us why you do that, because I've shared with you why I do mine. And it makes a difference for me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast, and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.